The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and it is Wednesday, March 10th. The franchise tag deadline has come and gone. We will be breaking all of the franchise tags down on this show and looking at Cody Benjamin's free agency mock draft as well. In the feed, you can check out an actual NFL mock draft of rookies or would be rookies from Ryan Wilson on Monday. Plus we checked out, we talked about the AFC West division on Tuesday and then tomorrow more divisions plus free agency talk and then uh, a mailbag. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, probably you can also, if you want, since it's March, you can create a pool to compete against friends or fill out your bracket for a chance to win a Nissan rogue. It's a car and a trip to the 2022 Final four, those tickets are going to be really expensive considering that people can't go to sporting events for two years and people are going to want to see that final four. So get in on that action by filling out a bracket either on the CBS Sports app or at cbsports.com slash brackets. Also, you can join our podcast group, a podcast bracket group by following the link in the episode description. Let's fill that bad boy up and we'll give away a Brinson sucks hat or one of these Lovely row pads that you can see behind me. Not the waste management one, but something else. Uh, joining me now to talk some franchise tags and free agency, Cody Benjamin. Cody, what's up, buddy? I'm doing well. How about you? You know what? I actually remember this just today, and I wanted to ask you. The first time I was ever on this podcast, I think I mentioned Girl Scout cookies. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. But I mean, I've been... I, think I forget these podcasts because I, I do one every day. <laughs> I've been... Uh, I've, well, listen, I've been burning through Thin Mints lately. And I wanted to know if you got your hands on any boxes because it's that because, uh, you know, it, we, it's, we haven't gotten any. Nobody's come through the neighborhood. It may be in maybe they're coming soon. Maybe it's a covid issue because we don't I don't know. I, so You got to go to grocery stores, too. I mean, you got to You got to look, you know, out front. But I, like once a year, like every year when spring rolls around, there's like two things that are always I'm always remembering this when spring comes around. Girl Scout cookies and then. Uh, Shamrock shakes back mm. at McDonald's. Yeah. So two, yeah, two now, healthy choices. You're freezing your thin mints. This year for the first time ever. Yes. Good stuff. I'm still yeah. a Samoans guy, but the thin mints are great. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know why they, it's also like, for whatever reason, my um, group of friends, like let's say we have like, I'm not, like 10, 10 close friends who live in Raleigh, like on a, you know, hang out together with kids. Ten. Ten close friends. Well, I mean, it's I don't. I'm not it sure. A humble, little humble brag. That was a little humble braggy as I started saying it. But let, there's a group of it's probably somewhere between five and ten of like guys who have kids of the same age. They're, you know, the wives hang out. The guy, you know, and it 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 varies from size. Well, like what you do. Like on Thursdays, my buddies Josh and Garrett will go watch the kids play golf and sit out at the on the patio and and uh, and drink a beer. Um, Socially distance, of course. But uh, of that group, it's like 70% are 
of the kids are boys. So, okay. we don't, so we don't, my point was we don't have like, we can field a football team, but we don't have any Girl Scouts. <laughs> That's not where I expected it to go, but I'm no, I, <laughs> so you're saying you, people need to start having, having girls so that you can get the inside. The girls aren't old enough to be into Girl Scouts or why guides is a thing in Raleigh, which wasn't really in when I was growing up. But my, my point being is that there's just not like, there's no, like there's nobody in our close, right. like our friends group who's peddling these cookies. Cause normally yeah. I'd be buying back. Hey, you know, like someone says, got some cookies. Let me buy some, but. Yeah. It's at that point, I guess you have to, I mean, you really have to take the initiative yourself to get out there. And I don't I mean, really leave the house in March, Cody. I plan at on the all. Couch. Not much. Okay. Maybe. Well, then we, we, okay. Well, then we better hope they start showing up at the door. For yeah. You. And I chase people away from my door too. So uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, at, at any rate, uh, let's dive into the, the franchise tags. Now I'm starving for a cookie. So Dak Prescott, I think actually we're recording this at 3.50 p.m. It's franchise tag, tag deadlines at 4 p.m. I believe that Dak Prescott will actually be franchise tagged as a procedural measure. So when that happens, people don't freak out about it happening. Um, he is getting a long-term deal, though. And that leads me to the question. When you look at the list of people who have been tagged, and here they are, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Justin Simmons, Taylor Moton, Leonard Williams, Brandon Scherf, Marcus May, Marcus Williams, and Cam Robinson. Um, you know what? I should probably point out who those people play for. Crap. Chris Godwin, Buccaneers wide receiver, Allen Robinson, Bears wide receiver, Justin Simmons, Broncos safety, Taylor Moton, Panthers offensive lineman, right tackle, Leonard Williams, defensive lineman for the Giants, Brandon Scherf, or Sheriff, however you pronounce it, for offensive guard for the Washington football team, Marcus May, Jet safety, Marcus Williams, Saint safety, and Cam Robinson, Jaguars tackle are all getting franchised. We'll dive into them a little bit more. Is there anybody on that list that you see that you think is a really good candidate for a long-term extension? Uh, there's not a ton of them. I mean, when I look at the list, um, I think that Taylor Moten with the Panthers is maybe one of the more obvious candidates just because that's a young, a young tackle. You're going to be, you know, whoever's going to be playing quarterback in Carolina, I, you know, I don't think it's Teddy Bridgewater for the long term, but, you know, presumably, let's say they draft a guy, they trade for Deshaun Watson or something. Uh, that's a guy you want to lock up. I mean, I don't think that's a one year play for them as opposed to, uh, you know, Marcus May with the Jets. I don't envision that being, uh, you know, the Jets did that with a long-term deal in mind. Um, so I look at that. And then Leonard Williams, only because um, I think if Dave Gettleman is, is, is doing this, you know, paying almost $20 million to kind of justify the, the Leonard Williams acquisition. And to be fair, I mean, Leonard Williams played a lot better this past year. He was awesome. Uh, yeah, but I think that he could further justify uh, that move by – you know, locking him up, especially with Dalvin Tomlinson uh, looking like he's headed to the market. I think those are good calls. So when you look at the Giants, Dave, I, I've said this repeatedly. Now, with adding Leonard Williams with a $20 million, $19.35 million cap hit, they're now $5 million under, the, uh, oh, excuse me, over the cap uh, based on a $188 million uh, projected cap. They really have to sign him. They have to yeah. figure out a way to sign him at this point. If you are franchise tagging somebody twice, you better be planning to sign them long term. Now, there's nothing wrong with, you know, I don't want to hate the word using them on a year to year deal. But if you're going to if you're going to trade a second round pick for Lynn Williams, Dave Gettleman is just so stubborn. I think he's going to keep shoving all in on himself. 
Yeah. You know, and Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley with a contract or Leonard Williams, you know, he tr- he trade a second round pick for him, franchise tagged him twice. At this point, just, just give him a deal, you know? Yeah. And at this point, he may in his, you know, it may work in his favor because if Leonard Williams plays, you know, even 70% of what he did in 2020 for the Giants, I mean, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, if he was a guy on the, on the open market, um, you know, like you said, they're going to save money immediately with an extension that frees up money where you can go and maybe get Daniel Jones, a wide receiver. Um, but yeah, I think that he's the kind of guy that on the open market was going to make, you know, close to 20 million a year on a huge deal. And so um, with Dalvin Tomlinson walking, I don't think it's the worst investment in the world, uh, even if the process to get him was you know, a little bit flawed. Yeah. And uh, they're likely going to cut Nate Solder, I think, which, you know, it is what it is. That'll save him $6 million and get him under the cap right there with probably more moves to come. I think Brandon Scherf is a, is a decent candidate in Washington. They've now tagged him twice. And again, like, you know, if you're watching the Washington has $41 million in cap space, I think even with the sheriff tag, uh, maybe 35 million after, I mean, I'll look it up, but the, uh, they, you know, they are, um, they're a team that is not in the same uh, position as, as the giants. But I, I think, you still want to, if you're again, if you're tagging the guy twice, surely you like him enough that you want to keep him around. Yeah, forty-one million, even with the sheriff tag, uh, that's a, in large part thanks to getting rid of of Alex Smith. And again, they could still have some cuts to come as well. But sheriff to me makes sense as a guy with that. He's eating up nine percent of your cap, and you need to figure out a way to get a quarterback. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did something there. Marcus May wouldn't be shocking if he's willing to take an under market deal if only because the Jets have tons of money and no good players, you know? So why not, if you're willing to franchise tag a guy like May, go ahead and do it. Um, and then I think somebody else that I was looking at, Justin Simmons feels like a guy they're going year to year with, even though they've tagged him twice. That's just how the Broncos are rolling there. I agree with you. Taylor Moten makes sense as a, as a, as a, as a good candidate. And then I think Chris Guy would make sense too. The Bucks have a ton of money. Tom, they're working on an extension for Tom Brady. Jason Lockerford is reported. So we're talking about three years, you know, adding on to Tom Brady's stretch run here where they, they want him to play two or three more years. And if you're doing that, why not keep Chris Godwin in the fold? I, I don't know that, you know, you can, I don't know, he's going to take like 15 million a year, maybe 17 million a year will get it done or 16 million a year. But, you know, he's young. You sign him to a three-year deal. Say, listen, you're going to play with Tom Brady for the next three years. It's going to be awesome. You're going to chase titles. You're going to be in Tampa. No state income tax. Team that drafted you. We love you. You love us. And then he's, you know, can hit the open market at 27 when the Bucks maybe are, are thinking about resetting things. Yeah. I, I don't want to overestimate, I guess, Tampa Bay's ability to negotiate with him, but that one almost does feel like a given. I mean, it, it, it feels like Chris Godwin is a Buccaneer. I mean, yeah. just because of these circumstances right now. Well, um, and let's not forget that you know, they had Levante David and Shaq Barrett, two critical yeah. figures in the Super Bowl run who are free agents as well. And they chose Godwin as the tag. Now I was arguing all along. I thought Godwin would be the guy. So I'm not surprised that he was the guy, his age, the position and the fact that, you know, he would command a lot more, I think on the open market than Barrett and, and, and David. So in that sense, I'm not surprised, but it, you know, if you, again, if you tag this kid, he's 24, tag him, sign him yeah. to a deal. Even if it's a shorter bridge deal. And just keep yeah. him around for Tom Brady. That's what you want to do for Brady. I, Allen Robinson is a non-starter on a contract. Um, yeah, that I mean, that, 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 that,
Yeah, that's the one I think to watch, really, because um, he hasn't been, um, you know, like Yannick Ngakwe did, you know, when, when he was with Jacksonville and basically declared publicly that he wasn't going to play under the tag. I mean, I don't know that Allen Robinson is at that stage yet, but um, it's been, you know, they've had months to get a long-term deal done. Allen Robinson has expressed the desire to, you know, to get a deal done. It hasn't. And he's a guy that, you know, much like Chris Godwin, I mean, if he actually hit free agency, I mean, you're talking about a dozen teams, if not more, that are probably serious about uh, big money for him. Because you look at a team like we talked about the Giants. I mean, teams with money to spend that need a number one wide receiver, um, you know, he, he would have had plenty of offers. I mean, I think in his mind, I mean, imagine dreaming up the scenario of going to play, you know, go back to Florida, play in Miami for the Dolphins with a big new contract. Um, or go to a team that's contending for playoffs and has a, a quarterback situation like he's never had before. I mean, we've joked all season about mm. Allen Robinson playing with uh, poor quarterbacks. Um, you know, he's still stuck in Chicago where they're trying to figure that out. So, yeah, I, I don't – it could get it could get contentious. They're now $20 million under – or over the cap, excuse me, negative $20 million in terms of cap space. That is a problem. They have guys they can cut. Jimmy Graham feels like a, a an obvious uh, cut at, uh, you know, save $7 million there. They got some other guys that could certainly be cut candidates. But th- the big thing for me is, you know, you've got Robinson in there, right? And I understand the GM and the coach are desperate. They're on the hot seat. So just, you know, they made the playoffs, but they're still, they still have to win this year, you know, a really bad season. They maybe, maybe they get fired. So you don't want to let your, you know, your top offensive player go. You don't have a quarterback though. I mean, no offense. I know, you, I know you're a Nick Foles guy and Devo's on here too. So I don't want to drag Nick Foles, but I mean, you're just not set up at to make Allen Robinson happy. And so now you're in a position where I think one of two things has to happen. If you're the bears one, you trade Allen Robinson and get a pick yeah. back. And let somebody else, you know, tag and trade. We've seen tons of those, and that wouldn't be shocking. Uh, Washington, again, has tons of cap space. They need somebody alongside Terry McLaurin. That could be a possible fit. Um, the Giants, uh, you know, we said don't, you know, don't exactly aren't flush with cap space, but they're apparently looking at Kenny Galladay. The Dolphins are looking at uh, possible wide receivers. So there would be plenty of people who would be interested in Allen Robinson. Maybe you get a late second. Maybe you get a third. Uh, or two, you trade for Russell Wilson, which is impossibly hard with, 20 negative 20 million dollars in cap space yeah the, the first one seems a lot more likely doesn't it i mean i i think yeah. that um and maybe you uh again like you said the the return for alan robinson especially on the franchise tag no long-term deal in place the return for him isn't necessarily going to be uh you know a couple of premium picks but maybe you take that that pick whether it's a, a second round pick and you flip it right into a deal to to go get your quarterback um because i think that you know, Allen Robinson, even on the tag, is Allen Robinson to the Seahawks. <laughs> well, there you go. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. They want him, but, they'll, right. they'll turn him into a tight end. He can block for the run game. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Allen Robinson, right, even on the tag, is probably one of the Bears' best assets, you know, best trade chips. Um, and so, ideally, you know, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, they, they want Allen Robinson there so that the, the quarterback that they get can, you know, throw him the ball. But I think – if you're looking at their roster, you mentioned people that could be cut or, or they need to, to cut people. Kyle Fuller, Akeem Hicks. I mean, these are big names that that might have to be cut to keep Allen Robinson. So the alternative might be you take him and you try and use him as part of your, your package to get the quarterback. 
And you know what? The Bears need to do something stupid, like play chicken until the, the start of the league year and rescind the franchise tag. Because Robinson's probably not signing the franchise tag. You know what I mean? So yeah. you could see you could see what how things progress over the next week in possible quarterback maneuvers. And you have until Wednesday at uh, 4 p.m. to get under the salary cap. So if you're, I mean, that would be a shoddy move because it would leave Allen Robinson hanging out the drive. But, you know, if you're desperate, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, the the one really interesting one here, actually, before we get to that, what are you, are you surprised by, actually, no, think about it, sorry, Marcus Williams, tagged by the Saints. I mean, he's a great, he's a good player. You know, unfortunately, had the Minneapolis miracle on his face, but by and large, has been a very good player for the Saints. Part of their 2017 draft class, uh, because he wasn't a first-round pick, he didn't have the fifth-year option. Ryan Ramchek and Marshawn Latimer were both on the fifth-year options. But now the Saints are, I mean, they're in cap hell, Cody. They're, uh, how were you surprised to see them tag Marcus Williams? Yeah, and I know that now people are kind of pointing out how the Saints seem to do this every year. Um, we, we see examples of this, um, you know, where, where it just looks like they are completely unable to go out and spend it. Yeah, frankly, I, I'm surprised that they did it because – um, that, that's a big, that's a big, uh, investment at the safety position where you've already got Malcolm Jenkins earning over 8 million a year. Um, the likely, maybe the likely path forward though, with him is an extension kind of in that, that Leonard Williams mold of we're saving cap space up front by actually locking this guy up long-term. Um, because on, on the open market, I mean, Marcus Williams probably would have been, you know, outside of Marcus may, he's going to get one of the top deals that, you know, he's a young up and coming safety. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, a little bit surprised, but there's, I mean, boy, are there probably a flurry of, of other moves coming with the Saints. I mean, we're still waiting on the quarterback position, but, um, you know, guys are going to be axed left and right. We saw, you know, some of those are, are gone already. I, I don't think we're going to see Drew Brees. So I was looking at this the other day. So if Drew Brees retires this week, and, and look, for all we know, Drew Brees is, trying to decide what to do. Cause that would be a very Drew Brees thing. Like I want to run it back one more year with the saints team and the saints, the, the way the saints are moving pieces around on the board in terms of the roster, it does look like they're, you know, they're not, they're not, this is not a rebuild. They're not tearing the pieces yeah. down and shipping them out. Um, Breeze though, if he were to file retirement paperwork with the league on in like this week, he would go from being a 12.225 cap hit for the Saints to a 22.65 dead cap hit for the Saints. So it would actually cost him $10 million. If he waits to retire until after June 1st, the, ca- the dead cap would actually be 11. It would be half of that, I believe, and split over two years. So it's totally possible that Drew Brees is doing them a solid and is just going to be quiet about this and not mention it until – is it possible to designate like, you know, how some teams can, they can designate a post-June yeah, sure. cut, but can you do that just, now? No, he was. Well, so he would just wait until, and I don't know the full, so he would wait until June 1st to file the official paperwork. Right. But if he is, if he's processed on the transaction wire, that's what I don't know. I don't know if he can delay the, I don't think he can say like, Hey, I'm done, but we're going to wait. So that, cause even the designation in the June 1st doesn't actually, you don't get the relief until June 1st. You know what I mean? Right. So it doesn't help you at the beginning of the league year. Um, I think, but you're right. We're getting a flurry of moves through these guys. I would expect a release of Quan Alexander. I think you could see a release of Janoris Jenkins. 
you know, they would they don't want to do that if possible, but they, they certainly can. And then I think you're going to see Ryan Ramchick, Marcus Williams, and oh, Emmanuel Sanders probably gets released. But yeah. Ryan Ramchick, Marcus Williams, and Marshawn Lattimore all do extensions that are sort of like the, the Breeze extension last year or the DAC extension this year. Dummy years on the back end designed to spread out a signing bonus designed to minimize their cap hit and then you keep the team together and you push forward and that's just that seems like where they are malcolm brown a possible uh, cap uh, cap casualty as well i mean they can get down I mean, they're at 55 million over um over the uh, over the cap by the way the larry holder a friend of the podcast good great dude who covers the saints for the athletic has an article that came out uh, i believe today and it's titled uh, saints 53 man roster projection colon Grab an IPA and brace yourself. <laughs> it's great, Larry. Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I think the Marcus Williams thing almost – we didn't really touch on it, but it does seem like that needs to lead to an extension. Uh, I know Pete Prisco was surprised by Cam Robinson being tagged oh, by the yeah. Jaguars. Their left tackle, Pete – I don't want to speak for Pete in terms of like – I don't want to put Pete on the record here by without him being present, but I just think uh- – his belief was that the Jaguars were ready to find to go in a different direction. But if you're drafting a Trevor Lawrence, first overall, it does make some sense to keep the, the, the incumbent left tackle around. I suppose. I mean, I, I, I'm, I guess I would side with Pete. I mean, I, it, Pete's uh, the assumption that we have that Pete's making. Um, I know that because, Pete was surprised and didn't think yeah. they were doing it. I don't want to, uh, I, I don't want to like I don't I don't know what Pete's put out there on Cam Robinson. I'll find sure. it. Sure, I, I do think though that, um, and I don't want to speak for Jacksonville, but I think that the you know the Jaguars fan base. I mean that contingent of the NFL so, fan base. I, I think that they were anticipating something similar. I don't know that Cam Robinson, um, like you said. I mean, I guess logically being able to say, hey, we we're not going to be completely. Uh, blank slate at left tackle which is pretty important for for Trevor Lawrence but Cam Robinson I mean depending on who you who you ask was one of the the worst you know graded pass protectors in 2020 and you're not just you're not just bringing back a guy uh, to maybe compete in camp I mean if you're going to pay him 14 and a half million um, that's you know that's pro bowl starter money there um, and so I don't know that that one a little bit surprised me too I think that you know, there's not a ton of options in free agency. I don't know that they were going to go out and pay huge, huge money to a guy like Trent Williams, but um, they have money to spend and they've got draft picks too, where I wouldn't be surprised if they, they try and plug it there. <laughs> I searched for Prisca's tweets on Cam Robinson and it all showed up. It was like 2017 tweets. He's like, Cam Robinson's going to be a damn good player. And Cam <laughs> Robinson absolutely abused your David Clowney. He like replied to field GH. He's like, Yates is like, Miles Garrett's incredible. And, and Pete's like, well, yet he had no sacks against Cam Robinson. So I don't know what, I don't know where Pete stands on this exactly. Uh, I have texted him that screenshot and, and I'll wait to see his reply. But uh, Pete was surprised that they signed Cam Robinson. Didn't think he was very good. It didn't necessarily, I don't think necessarily thought he might be a fit in, um, in, in the new regime, but you know, here we are. And, uh, and, and Cam Robinson is, is back. Uh, as we mentioned, Taylor Moton makes a lot of sense for the Panthers to re-sign. Don't think Justin Simmons will but in, in Denver, but could. Uh, do think Brandon Scherf will. And that covers uh, – oh, as we were recording, 
the four o'clock hour pass, the deadline pass, Aaron Jones, not franchise tagged, and Carl Lawson and uh, William Jackson, not franchise tagged by the Bengals, Aaron Jones by the Packers. Um, if you had to pick, what was your biggest surprise for player not tagged leading up? Uh, to I think that one was pretty easy, and that was Kenny Galladay. I think that, um, you know, we talk about Allen Robinson. I think Kenny Galladay was right up there in terms of I think a lot of people expected him to get the tag, not because he was necessarily going to stay with the Lions, but because, I, you know, Detroit seemed like a, a logical uh, move would be to tag him and then trade him, try and get something for him. Instead, it uh, looks like he's just going to walk right into the open market and, and probably happily sign elsewhere. So again, though, I mean, they'll get a, uh, a decent pick next year if he gets a big deal, but that's not, he know. should net them a, 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 a third round compensatory pick, I would think. But if they tagged him and trade in this off season, what do you think they're getting? Oh, I think they get a I mean, better, I, probably a better pick for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like a so middle, that's, Cause compensatory pick is obviously as people know at the end of the third round, I think yeah, they yeah. get at least a third round pick for him this year, which you'd rather have that in hand than the future, but it, it, look, he wasn't staying there. Yeah. I they, think that's maybe the crux of the, you know, maybe in the conversations they had, there was a, Hey, you know, if we get tagged, we're not signing it. Or, you know, it was contingent on you're going to trade us here or here. Um, because he is, you know, he, he is a top three wide receiver on this free agent market. So yeah, for sure. If not number now he's number one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Godwin and, and, yeah, I Godwin and Robinson get tagged. I think he's definitely number one. It leaves the Lions extremely thin at wide receiver. I'm looking at the depth chart. I see Quintus, Cephas, Victor Bolden, and Tom Kennedy. Am I missing somebody? Tyrell Williams. Uh, oh, they signed, signed Tyrell Williams. Well. But that's a, you know, he, I mean, a gamble. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a hot mess. Jared Goff not exactly loving life in his first year in Detroit. <laughs> um, and, by the way, the, uh, the GM – went on uh, the Hustle mm-hmm. Flow podcast with um, uh, for NFL.com and um, with Jim Trotter and Steve Weiss, the venerable uh, Jim Trotter and Steve Weiss. And they were asked, like, are you, are you still are you done looking for quarterback? He's like, no, no, oh, Lord, oh, no, God, we are still looking. It was bad, man. Um, Poor Jerry Goff, huh? I, I know, right? I would agree with you that, that Galladay's the biggest surprise, although it seemed like Things were kind of heading there as we got closer to the deadline. I'll throw out that Hunter Henry not getting tagged by the Chargers was a, a bit of a shocker for me. You know, that's a team I think is trying to win now. They have cap space. Henry is, I think Henry's a great player. He hadn't lived up to expectations because he's been injured a bunch. But I mean, man, if I got a developing young quarterback, I want to keep my one of his top weapons around. And he had a really good rapport with Justin Herbert last year, caught a bunch of touchdowns. Herbert's losing his offensive line. Henry's a great run blocker and a great inline blocker. So I'm a little surprised they let him walk. And I've got some, I got, let's just say, Cody, I got my antenna up on what the Chargers are doing this offseason as it relates to Justin Herbert's performance in 2021. I would look out for Zach Ertz in this spot. Um, I know there's some, some whispers about the Chargers maybe being interested there. I mean, Zach Ertz. Uh, I think he would he would welcome that change of scenery to California. I know the Eagles are, are shopping him, and so he might come a little cheaper than Hunter Henry um, because you know you're talking about a younger, maybe more upside profile there. So um, Bud Dupree, another guy that didn't get tagged, I don't think you know not too much of a surprise because the Steelers are pressed up against the cap. Um, but yeah, I think or I think Hunter Henry, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Juju as well. Um, yeah, I, I, Henry. There's a meme out there of, uh, well, I guess I guess it's not a meme, but there's a photo of after the Chargers played the Patriots. Bill Belichick and Hunter Henry had this big embrace. I think somebody had tweeted, you know, like, oh, see you in free agency, pal. And man, it makes a lot of sense. Like, if you go get Hunter Henry, I don't know if you get Kenny Galladay, but you go get Hunter Henry and you add some speed at receiver in the draft and you get Jimmy Garoppolo and those opt-out guys come back, you can talk me into the Patriots being a, a much better team. Speaking of Hunter Henry to the Patriots, stay tuned for the, the free agency mock. Might have something for you with that one. Well, let's uh, coming up after the break. Cody's free agency mock. Will Hunter Henry go to the Patriots? Find out next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The other guy that I forgot to mention who didn't get tagged, John Smith, but I don't think anybody thought that. Man, I want the Patriots to go sign Hunter Henry and John Smith, but you know, let's dive into the free agency uh, draft. So you did this as a fun exercise last week before tags have been handed out. So that has to be very clear, but it's yeah. basically like you take all the free agents and you don't give them the ability to sign anywhere. The teams in the draft order get to draft them. That actually, I mean, obviously this would be from a labor standpoint, right. not ideal, but um, would be kind of interesting or like, what, yeah. you know, well, you, you do it. So like, let's say the jets, or the Jaguars are the first pick. They can draft any free agent they want and then have the opportunity to sign them. And if that free agent declines, uh, maybe that wouldn't work anyway. It, Let's, yeah, uh, it's it's a fun exercise, but but yeah, you you're have basically to trying to rank that. out. You're trying to rank out the free agents in a way that and how they would fit with these various teams. Yeah, I mean, you you find yourself when you're going through like any mock draft, you're you're weighing talent versus need because you know uh, a guy might be the best free agent on the market, but if you've already got that position filled, uh, you're up against it. But yeah, you have to emphasize fun exercise because I remember the first time I did this, probably you know people get upset when you when you do some things like this sometimes uh because it's too it's too nonsensical they don't like that so we're just having fun with it okay um 
with the first overall selection in the in Cody Benjamin's 2021 NFL free agency mock draft. The Jaguars select Chris Godwin. Now, of course, this no longer any good because Godwin's not yeah, leaving. Took all the thunder out of it. Right. But I mean, that's the point being is that guy, I don't disagree with you. I think Godwin, you got getting Trevor Lawrence in makes a lot of sense to get Godwin. Maybe more notable would be that the Jets at number two select another Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Shaquille Barrett. Yeah. And that one was more, um, again, yeah, it's still the thunder because of the, you know, it looks like he's going to get a long-term deal with Tampa, or at least they're trying, but he is, you know, as of now, he could still hit free agency. So that's, uh, again, these aren't, these aren't necessarily where I see the money lining up. This is, if this were a draft and free agents were all in a pool, you could take anyone. I mean, I see New York as a team. They know they have a quarterback they can draft at number two in the real draft. Um, they can flip Sam Darnold for something. Shaquille Barrett, to me, is just – that's an obvious value at a premium position. I mean, the Jets have been trying to get uh, a really good pass rusher for a while. Joe Douglas likes to build in the trenches. He's a young guy. Uh, I think it fits, it fits you know, pretty seamlessly. Um, I'm going to counter your, your draft and ironically counter your draft because I think you thought Kenny Galladay was going to get tagged. I did. So, did so actually there's no Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I think yeah. the Jets take Kenny Galladay to give Zach Wilson or, uh, that's the danger of the draft or any free agent top 100 free agent list. Like you're at the mercy of franchise tags. You know? Yeah, we. I, I so I uh, I went off our, our colleague Jason Lock and Fora's list of guys that were most likely to get tagged. And to be fair, everyone mostly expected uh, Kenny Galladay to get yeah. tagged. Carl Lawson not on this list, so we we didn't include a few guys. Um, but you yes, the editors, you drag the editors through the mud for this. It's their fault. It's <laughs> so, a lack of leadership at the top. <laughs> so so yes, if Allen Robinson, if we're including everyone, including tagged people you know, this would look a little different. Alan Robinson is going before them. Kenny Galladay. Uh, yeah, I, I could argue the Shaquille Barrett one, but Galladay makes sense sure. there. I mean, pass rusher is huge. Yeah. I'm just saying they, they need help at wide receiver. And I don't think Denzel, Denzel Mims is good. I like Denzel Mims, but he uh, like Denzel Mims and Kenny Galladay. If they bring back Crowder, that's a nice little trio. You're developing some offensive linemen, maybe even take Penny Sewell at number two. Mm. Maybe quarterback. Yeah, probably, say, probably quarterback. Yeah. Trade trade Sam Darnold to the 49ers for a late second round pick. And uh and then you take Zach Wilson. You're you're cooking with gas. Uh the Dolphins take Aaron Jones at number three. That would be fun. I yeah. think that would help Tua a lot too. Very high pick for a running back, but who cares? I mean, Aaron Jones is a guy that he's young enough you can make him a focal point. Uh he he'll he'll run the ball, catch the ball. Yeah, I think for a guy like Tua, I mean, he can dump it off there. I mean, it's a, it takes a lot of pressure um, off of Tua, especially if you can add a receiver in the, in the real draft as well. Um, the Let's uh, go get back to you. No, I'm laughing at, uh, I'm laughing at uh, Vic Tefer tweeting about the trend. <laughs> he said, if we came up with the money, John Gruden from 2019, if we came up with the money to make the Khalil Mack contract happen, we wouldn't have Trent Brown. We wouldn't have Antonio Brown, LaMarcus Jr. and Vontez Perfect. We wouldn't have Tyrell Williams. <laughs> Yikes. All those guys Yikes. are gone. Holy <laughs> hey, John Gruden. Um, you know, we like to drag the Raiders on this podcast. One thing I think this is a perfect fit, and I really can't emphasize enough that the Bengals, you have them taking Trent Williams number five overall after the Falcons take Trey Hendrickson at four. That's a great pick there too. But the Bengals have a chance with the way that this free agency is shaking out 
to, and I don't know that these guys are going to go play in Cincinnati, but you go make it rain on Trent Williams and on Joe Tooney. And you yeah. just solve the left side of your line. They have $46 million, $46.5 million in cap space. Yeah. Quit being cheap. You got Joe Burrow. You have a duty to keep him healthy, to keep him upright, and to keep him from getting obliterated again. So go overpay out the wazoo for two blue-chip offensive linemen that can develop with Joe Burrow. And again, I don't know that those guys will be like, oh, Cincinnati, how fantastic. I feel like Joe Tooney might be from – I mean, he went to NC State, obviously. but Oh, yes, he's from Spring Valley, Ohio. Perfect. Mm, there we no, go. I, I mean, I think that the idea of playing with Joe Burrow certainly brings a little more juice to the idea of playing for the Bengals, especially um, we see that in that division, it's, it's possible to win the division and not be named the Steelers or, or go far in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the Bengals, you know, I've seen some people point out receiver, you know, they've got some young receivers that are good. I think that, you know, the priority is protecting Joe Burrow. I mean, that should be very clear after last year. And so there, there are guys on the market that, that can help you do that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. Next up on – man, I love Trent Williams. He should have been comeback player of the year. Alex mm. Smith to go and pull the nar- – I mean, obviously he wasn't going to win it. You had the Eagles taking Juju Smith-Schuster. Are you sure? I don't know. I feel like the Eagles are loaded with wide receivers. Okay. Yeah. I had to think – Sorry, that's just me. That's only because Devo's here, too. Only because you and Devo are here. Uh, the Eagles are not loaded. The Eagles have problems at wide receivers. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't necessarily love uh, Juju as, like, a number one receiver, but I originally had Will Fuller there, um, and I don't know if he the, the availability, the injury history is maybe a little too much to to gamble with that high of a pick. I mean, Juju feels like a, a safe kind of plug-and-play. You put him in the slot. If you if Jalen Hurts is there, that's a guy you can dump it off. I mean, in real life, this is not happening. The Eagles don't have the money, right. but um, but in you know, the draft, he's, yeah, he's 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 young. He's super young. He would be a good fit in Doug Peterson. Doug, wait, Doug Peterson's not there. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> I forgot Doug Peterson went there. Are you, are you, I thought that was a joke. No, I was, I was trying to play it <laughs> off as a joke, and then I realized that I just forgot Doug Peterson's not there. Uh, but Nick Sirianni's scheme, in theory, I mean. It's kind of so. I mean, there's well, some similarities. I mean, like you need to get it up underneath is what I'm saying. Yeah, he can be a, a safety valve uh, for whoever, you know, it's going to be a young quarterback, most likely, whether it's Jalen Hurts, a rookie. I think a guy like Juju, he's big, he's tough, he'll go over the middle. I mean, you can essentially, you know, play him like a tight end out wide. Um, and so that was the logic behind that one. Uh, yeah, Leonard Williams going to the Lions. He was obviously tagged. The Panthers taking Levante David. Broncos getting Bud Dupree. That's a really nice fit, especially if Von Miller ends up going elsewhere and Bud Dupree not tagged. Bud Dupree, you would think, is going to get a pretty nice payday, but it could end up being a shorter-term deal for him just because his product production is limited to contract years. And although he's, I mean, developed much better as a run defender than people thought he would. Uh, you had the Chargers. And the Patriots doing what could have frankly been a swap last year. The Chargers taking Joe Tooney at number 13 and the Patriots, as we teased, taking Hunter Henry. I mean, I think it stinks for the Patriots to lose Joe Tooney, but I think that this is a, would be a smart move for both teams because the Chargers are desperate for offensive line help, as we covered on yesterday's podcast. And you have the, the, the Patriots who really need pass catchers and 
you know, they, they drafted a couple young tight ends, but in Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene, but I mean, really they, they need a, a stud who can catch the ball. So in my opinion, I love the picks. I think those are two that actually could work in real life. I mean, they, they fit. Um, I think that the Patriots are prepared to lose Joe Tooney. I mean, by, you know, last year, the extension talks, they didn't go anywhere. He was a guy that was speculated as a, a trade possibility at the deadline. I mean, it's the writing has been on the wall. I think they're prepared to let him walk. And now, you know, making that acquisition from the Raiders, I think they're, they're set there. Um, and, and Hunter Henry just feels like a Patriot. I mean, he feels like a guy that would go there. Um, you know, they, they're sniffing around Kyle Rudolph. They've, they've sniffed around tight ends. They tried to draft a few. He just, he just makes so much sense. A guy that's a bigger name. Uh, wouldn't necessarily be a reclamation project, but he, you know, he's got enough left in the tank to, to be there for, you know, five, 10 years to do something. I agree with that. Uh, by the way, before we talk about some quarterbacks who got drafted in this uh, situation as well, we should point out that it is the month of madness and the eye on college basketball podcast is here as your audio guide for the entire NCAA tournament, plus, of course, the conference tournaments. Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander will offer a complete breakdown as soon as the bracket is announced on Sunday, so you stand a chance in your pool this year. Both uh, Matt and Gary, real-life friends of mine, are fantastic at what they do. Their podcast is excellent. The coverage continues with reactions after each day of games and previews of the upcoming rounds. If you want the best March Madness analysis, subscribe to the I Own College Basketball podcast anywhere you find this podcast. All right, so quarterbacks who got taken here. It's by the way, Washington. Uh, you had Washington selecting Corey Davis. That's a great fit. I, I was on Washington Radio earlier uh, Tuesday and got asked about Corey Davis, <laughs> and uh, I was on one of six seven the fan or whatever. And they're like, "What? What would a Corey Davis contract look like?" I was like, "What? what? <laughs> Hold on, like let me Google." I mean, yeah. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> is Alan Robinson a free agent? Like, is Kenny Galladay? How the hell do you want me to answer that? So what did um, you tell him? I said nine and a half million a year on a short term. That's a pretty good guess, I think. I, I think it'll be, that's probably the floor, I think. I because... said once, I said it all depends on, because Galladay we knew wasn't going to be tagged, I think, when I was on. So I was like, if Galladay's out there, then I think somewhere in nine to ten million. But if, I got, if, if Galladay gets tagged too, then maybe Corey Davis and Juju are the top guys and – Corey Davis gets 10 or 11, 11 or 12, you yeah. know, something like that. It's, it's tough to project in the reduced cap, but I feel like nine is probably about the, the floor. I mean, it seems like, you know, it was a free agent, year, young, productive. Yeah. It was yeah. one year anyway. Um, after that, you have the bears taking Jameis Winston, which is really what no offense, Nick Foles, what they should have done last year. Yeah. I, I think in this scenario, um, you know, if you were playing it like a mock draft or, or a draft of free agents, I mean, the bears, what do they need more than anything? It's a quarterback. Um, you know, Jameis Winston, I don't know that in real life or in this scenario, he's their plan a or B or C, but um, if you have the opportunity to sign him, I mean, who else, like if you're not getting in real life, if you're not getting Deshaun Watson, um, you know, you, you missed on Matt, yeah. you're not getting Russell Wilson. You missed on Matt Stafford. Sam Darnold is a name that I feel like maybe is a possibility with Chicago. You don't see it. It can, it can make sense. It's the problem is like, is Chicago the type of team that can, that can make the case that they deserve a chance to build up a former number two overall pick and develop to who though, who are to, they making that case? 
the ownership, I guess. Like, do you think if you trade for no, it makes sense. I don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, I mean, is Sam Darnold definitely winning you more games than Nick Foles if you're if for the Bears this year on a on like a weird offseason? I mean, well, I, I, I think they would sell it as look, we all know Nick Foles is not our answer in 2022, 2023, but you know, with us as a staff or whoever, like Sam Darnold, if we acquire him, there's there's a decent chance he could be our answer beyond this season. Um, I mean, the the untapped talent there is is still there. So I think they could sell it. Um Russell again, Wilson didn't do them any favors by naming Chicago as one of his landing spots. Like by putting the pressure on them to Yeah. Now it's like whatever they do, it's not Russell Wilson yeah. or Sean Watson, they're in trouble with the fan base. Yeah. So that's that's a concern. But but yes, I think that the James Winston thing I think speaks to the reality of their situation. If they don't get Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, and that's gonna take a, a whole heck of a lot to do that. I mean, they're the reality is they're gonna probably be stuck with a free agent, whether that's James Winston. They might be rooting for Drew Brees to come back so they can go get James Winston. Yeah. I mean, Andy Dalton, they're very uninspiring names. And to be honest, you know, I mean, is an Andy Dalton and Nick Foles competition in the summer? Like, who who is confident they're keeping their jobs through that? I don't know. Yeah, both those guys are playing like seven, eight games apiece. If, if it's Andy Dalton, Nick Foles is, would be my theory. Yeah. Uh, you also have the Saints taking Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is that a, there's nobody else left and I've got to give uh, like, what's the deal there? <laughs> I think the deal is, uh, well, yeah, the, I mean, the free agent quarterbacks, I mean, so the idea is the saints are strapped for cap. If it's not Drew Brees and it's not Russell Wilson, which I, you know, I guess I wouldn't put it past the saints to do something wild like that, um, get that done, but they're going to be stuck with, uh, Jameis Winston. And in this scenario, he goes to the bears. Let's just say in real life, Jameis Winston gets a little bit more to play elsewhere. I don't know that that's likely, but you know, you could take a guy like Jacoby Brissett and continue to play dump down ball and try and win just, you know, giving it to Alvin Kamara, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, I just think the idea is fun. I mean, he's got more of an arm than Drew Brees had for much of 2020. I think he'd look good in the gold. I think that if you plug him in, you, you have a a chance of sneaking into the playoffs this year. So to me, it's more of a fun, a fun idea. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick playing for the Saints. Wow. And uh, a little bit of breaking news here on the, as we talk about free agents in the draft and I need to see, where did you have Levante David going? You mentioned to the Panthers. Number eight. Number eight. He won't be doing that. Cause he just signed yeah. back to the Buccaneers on a two year, $25 million contract. According to Ian Rappaport of NFL media, I've been saying, and actually I'd said on uh I said on the radio because the the people in Washington were like, "What would we want Levante David? How much?" I was like, "What? What? I don't. Wow, wait, I'm not Levante David James." I said like twelve million a year. Twelve. I said three years, thirty six million. You end up getting more than that from the Buccaneers, who paid him handsomely, sort of paying him for being underpaid and underrated for a few years now. And he's a key part of Todd Bowles' defense. That is a really nice pull by them. Now they really just have it's like grab Shaq Barrett, restructure Tom Brady. Maybe go free agent chasing. Maybe you bring back a Dominican Sue. I mean, they're they're just straight up running it back next year. And it looks it's kind of scary if you're the NFL. Those initial numbers, I mean, two years, 25 million, I think that's like a home run for the Bucs. I mean, I, I know that he's uh he's older. I, I think I mean, it's, it's a win-win. I'll give it. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's not outrageously expensive. And I would, you know, they have so much cap space right now that they may even I don't know if they front load it or or how they're gonna handle it, but I mean, that's not detrimental to their cap. It doesn't keep him in the plans for the long haul. 
it sort of signifies that they may do this extension with Tom Brady, but you know, who, who knows how long it's going to go. And it'll give Levante one more bite of the apple in theory yeah. and free agency in two years. I think it makes a ton of sense. And it's two years, 25 million. So you're talking 12 and a half million there. That's under, you know, I'm looking at the salaries for this year. That's, that's less than Zach Cunningham, CJ Mosley, Deion Jones. I mean, you're paying a fair price, I think, for what you're going to get over the next two years. So I think that's I'm, what, I'm, I'm telling you, Cody, this is how it's, I mean, this is no surprise. It's how it worked in Denver with Peyton Manning. It's how it worked in yeah. New England with Tom Brady. These guys are going to be willing to take less. They're in a state with no income tax. They're on a team that they feel like can win big and win now and win again. And they're, they enjoy They love the 2020 season. And now they're going to run yeah. it back for 2021. And they want to be drunk on pontoon boats, tossing the Lombardi trophy across large stretches yeah. of, of water. And if you're the bucks, you're not, you know, you're not burying yourself by paying, you know, you're giving them two years. You're not paying them a four year, you know, $70 million extension here. So it's not horrible for the team. Either. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say, I think it's kind of interesting that, so you had the jet because oh, the jets have a second first round pick in, in obviously because of the Seahawks, the Jamal Adams thing, but so they go Shaq Barrett up top and then come back and get Curtis Samuel. That's a really nice combo. Like that's a, not even an insanely impossible combo to happen in real life for the jets. Yeah, I think that's a guy you can, you know, you give him a few carries, you give him a few screen passes, you you move him around the the offense. I think that um, whether it's Sam Donald or whether it's a rookie quarterback, that's somebody, you know, he's not going to be your dominating, opposing number one receiver, but maybe you can get that in the draft. Maybe you can, you know, I don't know that you're double dipping with a guy like Kenny Galladay and Curtis Samuel, but he's a he's maybe a fun chess piece as long as you have a plan for him. Um, I think he's a guy that could also make nine plus million a year, but you got to be able to use them correctly um, and use them in different ways. For sure. For sure. Um, all right. I think that about covers it. Any, uh, anything else we need to hit on in the uh, free agency draft or in the franchise tag period? I'm sure that we'll have plenty more to discuss. Tons of breaking news coming out. We'll have emergency podcast. We're breaking down free agency as only we can on the, on the pick six podcast here. Cody Benjamin. Thanks for your time, buddy. I'll see you soon. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.